1: Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another Monday. Uh, Lewis, uh, that wasn't fun yesterday.
0: Fun? (laughs) We can't even, (laughs) I can't even describe to you what yesterday was like um well you you know i mean it was uh i don't know where our team went i mean you know they did the great disappearing act right they did the harry houdini mike is that what they did yeah i mean they disappeared i don't know i mean this isn't the team that uh that coach flores usually puts the product that he puts out on the field um you know what we saw yesterday was uh, uh, pretty much close to what we saw in Buffalo, you know, at the end of last season. I mean, it was it was comparable in some ways, you know. Well, the um,
1: score was comparable. I mean, <laughs> we yeah. lost by thirty points last year, right?
0: Yes, we did, and uh, we lost by thirty-five points on our home field uh, yesterday. Yeah, thirty-five, um, nothing. I mean, that I, it, it's inexcusable we thought we put ourselves in a position to make a playoff run. And after yesterday, Mike, um, you know, we're, we're far from that. And um, you know, that's, that's being realistic here. I mean, I know it's one game and you know, you're never as bad as you look, but you're never as good as you look either. Right. So, you know, let's take middle ground here and, and be subjective and, and at the same time be realistic as to where this team is. Uh, There's a lot of shortcomings. Um, We showed them yesterday. We showed that when we play the better football teams, um, especially a team like Buffalo, who's a division rival, and we knew the importance in this, and we go out there and we throw a game out there like we did yesterday, uh, you know, it's you know, it it brings you back down to earth and it, it humbles you. It you know, it, it just makes you realize that that we're far from where we need to be right now. I mean, as we're far
1: from where we wanted to be right now.
0: Yes. Yes agreed okay Okay.
1: yeah you're in the third year of a rebuild and we have seen other rebuilds we saw the bills rebuild yep and they did it you know pretty quickly
0: we see new england doing it pretty damn quickly right they they tore it down last year and and this year they're looking like a solid team they did it in basically one season mike you know this is their second year or maybe even their first year i don't know if you would even consider last year rebuild for them but yeah, I go would. ahead. Finish your thought. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I would. No, but I, I'm. it's simply saying that I don't know if Harris is as successful as it should be at this point in time. You know, the, the future will tell that, but uh, it's very, very frustrating when you turn on a football game and uh, on the very first play of the game, your quarterback gets sacked and it doesn't get much better from there.
0: No. And on their first play on offense, you know, an average running back goes 46 yards into the end zone. You know, it's like, what are we doing here? You know, I mean, it's like, let's go guys, somebody make a play. Mike, the problem that we, you know, getting back to what you were just saying, um, you know, and then we'll get into some game details and stuff like that. The the, the Exactly as to what you said, to back up what you just stated, uh, we are not where we need to be. Not not in the position that we put ourselves in, okay? We put ourselves in a phenomenal position over the last few years, making trades, kinda, you know, just uh, breaking it down and starting back over. Right. Uh, the, trades, the trades we made at the time, we thought were just fantastic for, for the organization. The, the problem that we're running into right now is, is the, uh, the players that have been selected and their productivity. And it goes beyond the first round. I mean, you know, we've got a guy here and there that's that's playing well, a guy like a Van Ginkle and stuff. But but for the most part, and, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit more, you know, after we talk about the game itself. But, you know, these guys aren't producing like they need to as, you know, as early round picks. And that is right now the separation, you know, in regard to us and, you know, and uh, some of these teams that are making the playoffs. Um You know the decisions that the organization is making in a few different down a few different avenues just has not been successful for us. And um, you know, again, it's we're two games in the season. We got a long way to go. But um, you know, when you lose a game thirty-five to nothing on your home field, and uh, you know, there's concerns there. I mean, you know, you can't, you know, you can't be in denial. You know, as as a Dolphin fan, I mean, we've always been realistic. The both of us. you know, but at the same time, we're subjective. You know, we, you know, we'll listen to everything that people have to say, and I watch the games just like anybody else does. And yesterday was, you know, was exactly what it was. You know, there's no, um, it was there's no sugarcoating
1: it. It was painful. I mean, it really was. Yeah. You know, you win that game and you go two and a half games up on Buffalo, and yeah. not only did we lose the game, but we didn't compete in the game. Exactly. That's the part that's disheartening.
0: Mike, yesterday we were one of very few teams in the NFL that did not compete. I mean, I saw games that were competitive, you know, from teams I never expect. I mean, look at what Houston's doing. They're being yep. very competitive yep. without their without their best quarterback. I mean, you know, it, it, without their, you know, it, it, they've got Tyrod Taylor quarterbacking that football team. And, you know, their group of receivers are, you know, Brandon Cooks is their best receiver. And they're competing on both sides of the football. So when you go out there and you throw a stink bomb like you did yesterday, it was the worst effort in the NFL yesterday, period. You know, that's the bottom line. Um, there was nothing, you know. Co- you know, you can't compare them to anything yesterday that went on in the NFL, and that, as you mentioned, is the sad part that they didn't even compete in this football game. You know, there were there were some good moments, but you know, for the most part, you know, at thirty-five, nothing. You know, tells you the whole story. Yeah, so, it does. So you know, let's get into some game. You know, the game itself. You know, the first quarter. You know, you start off with a sack. Then you have a second sack and you're off the field. Um, You know, Gaskin had a nice early run that, you know, where he bounced outside and you're like, okay. You know, he had like an 18-yard run and it was one of our biggest plays of the day. And it was, you know, very early in the game. And you're thinking, man, if we can run the football like this today and the offensive line can, you know, throw some That blocking. was the second
1: series, right?
0: I think so, yeah. I think yeah. it came on the second series. Um you know, then Austin Jackson had a penalty that kind of hurt us on that drive. And, uh, you know, that's that's it. You know, Davis was blown up as well, you know, early on in the game. Um, so we're off the field. They're going up and down the field. They have the touchdown, the Singletary on, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, on their very first possession. It may have been their very first play. I don't remember. I was just in shock. He went right up the middle, I think untouched. I don't think anybody even touched him. Um,
1: yeah, he had thrown a pass before that that was a complete.
0: Yeah, so second play of the game, yep. and their running back, who is an average running back on most weeks, goes 46 yards, and immediately we're down 7 to nothing. Yeah, we,
1: we came out in a 3-2-6 defense, and uh, you know, they kind of exploited it there for a moment.
0: Right. Six defense. Listen, if you if you're in that defense and you have six defensive backs on the field, then you better make sure that you got them up, you know, at least plugging holes there. You know, I don't know where they were. I don't know if Buffalo had a you know, had to spread out a little bit. But the bottom line is he went untouched and, um, you know, it was a great play, play call. Uh, by their offense because they saw what type of defense we were in and he went right up the middle and they, they have a quick seven nothing lead so you know right off the bat you know they're ahead uh, the touchdown they then drive down the field and they get the touchdown the to digs and um, you know the lack of pass rush there was the key I mean you had one guy chasing him and I think if I'm not mistaken, it was Agba, and he chased him out all the way to the right sideline, and um, he threw completely across his body back to Diggs. You know, we talked about this in the preview show. You know, I don't care how good your cornerbacks are. There's only so much time that they can actually cover cover a guy when he's running back and forth across the field. Back, I mean, Diggs did a pattern on the opposite side of the field, came back to the middle of the end zone, and... Um, you know, to Josh Allen's credit, you know, he's got the ability to to run around back there and create problems. He threw across his body, and we're now 14 nothing. So, you know, right there and then, you know, we're struggling. Um, you know, um, we get the injury to Tua. You know, he gets blown up, and he's out of the football game. And Brasit comes in, and he does a pretty solid job. You know, we get the fumble rec- recovery by Baker. You know, the defense comes up big, Mike. In, in the middle of that game, they actually had like three or four stops. You know, everybody was making plays, right? They were. Yeah,
1: I, I I was not unhappy with the defense yesterday. You know, they yep. gave up the early touchdowns, no doubt about that, and, you know, you never want to see that. But I thought when you when you look at the whole game in, in its totality, they, they did a respectable job. But, you know, they gave up 35 points, and, you know, you can't really sugarcoat that, but – I think a lot of that had to do with you know the offensive inefficiency and uh, just you know the, the the letdown.
0: Right. I mean, th- there was th- there was no question about the fact that um, you know Buffalo was getting a lot of opportunities. I mean, I think they had six possessions. Maybe even seven in the first half. I don't yeah. know. I, I didn't, Mike. I didn't even pull up the stats for the game because I just didn't want to see them. You know, I mean, I I'm just going off of memory from yesterday, and uh, you know, when we lose a game like this, I don't even I don't even really want to see the statistics because um, you know by memory it just wasn't good. But the bottom line is, is that in the middle of this game. Our defense was keeping us around. Um, You know, we got the turnover, but Brissett threw the pick down the sideline. I mean, he had Gusecki. He had a window there. And, uh, you know, he probably should have threw, a, you know, a nice line drive there, a Nolan Ryan fastball down the <laughs> sideline, and he had him, but instead he threw a, uh, a Tommy John lollipop <laughs> down the sideline, and uh, the safety was able to come over and pick it off. I mean, it was a great play call. Gasicki was wide open for about a 10-yard, uh, you know, window there, but uh, he kind of just threw a floater up, and they get the pick, and we come away with nothing. But... um you know, we had other opportunities to get back in that game as the defense was keeping us around. X-Man had a pick. And, you know, we're we're inside the twenty yard line. We're in the red zone. And guys are dropping passes left and right. I mean, Parker dropped like a forty, what was it, like a forty yard touchdown that Brissett yes. made a great play on. I mean, he avoided two guys, I think, on the play, puts him in a position to score some points, and Parker doesn't come down with the ball. I mean, you know, we we then come back and we continue the drive and we have guys just dropping balls. Albert Wilson, you know, a big third down. You know, Grant's fumble on fourth down, you know, fighting for yards. I mean, I understand what he well, was trying it was to th- do.
1: it was third down, right? He was trying to pick up the, uh, the first Yeah,
0: down. it may have been third down. Yeah, it was on, third and five. On uh, his uh, no,
1: I'm sorry. It was third and six. He gained five. Right, and was trying to get
0: that extra right. yard, got spun around, lost the football. Yep. And I mean, I get it, you know, but it's still a mistake and it still it is. takes points off the board, but no the doubt. drops, the drops by Albert Wilson. I mean, that play to him when, when he was wide open in the, in the left flat there, I mean, he would have caught the ball, got the first down easy and probably would have either got in the end zone or at least down to the one yard line. Because he had a little bit of room in front of him. On top yeah. of that, you got to make plays there. You know, you make any any one of the plays that we just talked about, we convert on them, and you've got a fourteen seven game at that point. And you know, maybe the defense comes out, gets a little bit fired up. And uh, you know we get back into it. Um, you know we stop Buffalo again right before the
1: half, and yeah, they had they had seven possessions in the first half and scored fourteen points.
0: Yes, exactly. And there you have it. That's what I thought. I knew it was either six or seven possessions. So the defense, for the most part, I mean, you take away that first play, you know, that second play of the game where Singletary went the yard to to the, to the house, and they didn't do all that bad did they you know no. on on even Mike, they were still defending pretty well. I mean, on that, sometimes I, I talk about this all the time. Sometimes you have to give the other team credit. And Josh Allen was making plays even though we were defending them extremely well. I mean, the touchdown pass to Diggs, he did it all on his own. I mean, he, he threw across his body. He got away from pressure that was coming from one side. And he was able to make a play. And sometimes you got to give the other team credit, even though we play, we were playing good defense and every everybody was comfortable initially, he created and that's what the good quarterbacks do in the NFL. you know when they're getting defended, well, they still somehow come up with a big play and that's what he did there. So those were their two touchdowns. and overall, as you mentioned, you know the defense was playing pretty well. So they stop him again right before the half and you're thinking, okay, well we're going to get the ball in really good field position and possibly get Sanders on the field to at least get some points on the board. And then Waddell fumbles the punt return. I mean, it was just just one mistake after another. I mean, just constant, constant drop balls. Waddell had another drop ball later on in the game. And, you know, when you're giving a team like Buffalo as good as they are every opportunity to just jump on your mistakes, then, you know, you're not going to win a football game. You're just not. I mean, I don't know what the issue was yesterday, but we just – We just didn't seem very well prepared. I mean, it didn't like, did it seem like these guys wanted this football game? Because to me, it didn't look that way at all, at least on the offensive side. It
1: never looks that way when you play poorly.
0: Right. But I mean, you know, it it was collective, Mike. You know, I mean, you can't, you know, Tua got knocked out of the game early. The offensive line um, was just absolutely horrendous yesterday. I mean, Brissett, you know, God bless him right i mean he was running for his life the whole day eventually you know they just broke down totally i mean it seemed like in the second half late in the game you know they were just getting to him a lot more and i think he was just spent you know i mean he was like you know i've been doing this for like two and a half quarters now and i'm like you know you know i am not in this conditioning right now. I wasn't prepared to even play today to some extent, right? you know, and he's going out there and he's running for his life for like two and a half you know three quarters what was it three and a half quarters, actually, you know, so I mean, I thought overall he did a pretty decent job, you know, all considering, um you know, he was he was um Mike, he was getting away from pressure and giving us opportunities, you know, um, you know, the, the receiver's got to help out. You know they they had the help yesterday and they didn't. They just didn't.
1: It was a rough one to watch. Um, so Michael Dieter on the offensive line played about as well as you would expect him to play uh, yesterday. He had, he was in for seventy four snaps, which was probably the entire game, and uh, he had seventeen run blocking snaps, fifty seven pass blocking snaps, and uh, gave up two pressures. Eichenberg played most of the second half. And um, he was in for 29 plays, uh, 8 run blocking, 21 pass blocking. And uh, his grade was uh, a 54-7. Robert Hunt, 74 plays, 17 run blocking, 57 pass blocking. His grade, and I'm talking about pass blocking grades, was a 47-9. And uh, Jesse Davis played the first half. His uh, Pass blocking grade was 36. Austin Jackson, his pass blocking grade was 35. He played the entire game, gave up eight pressures. You know, you you had eight pressures coming from the uh left side, and you had uh, eight pressures coming from the right side, and and you know, you had you got a quarterback laid out and uh uh, you really, it really stopped the offense from being productive. You, you cannot have your tackles giving up that many pressures in one football game and expect to win it.
0: Not going to happen. I mean, it's, you know, you know, you look at it as a whole, right? You know, you look at the deficiencies on the team and uh, you go into the half, you're down 14, nothing. And you figure, okay, Buffalo's getting the ball in the second half. And, um, you know your defense allows them to go up the field i mean th- this is this is a problem you know when you're down 21 nothing at that point with the way our offensive line is playing the game's basically over you know we we're just not capable of blocking and you know they're firing off i mean they were firing off anyway you know they weren't Concerned with our running game, even when we were down fourteen, nothing. No, they
1: were they were definitely bringing the heat down. Although I think they lightened up a little bit when Brissett came into the game. They did. But uh, The end result was still the same. There was, there was too much pressure, and uh, well, you, Mike, know, you you can't have a consistent offense when you're constantly being harassed in the pocket.
0: Exactly. Date. Well, what was happening was Mike. You know, Brissett was avoiding the initial pass rush and he was making plays and they did move the football a little bit, you know, yep. at, at, points in this at game. Points, yes. And Buffalo just decided to say, you know, Hey, you know, we've got a, a different scenario now. He's a big, strong guy. He's, he's, you know, he's breaking a few tackles here and there. He's avoiding the pass rush and he's burning us. And what, what, what happened thereafter was they were getting pressure with a four man rush because right. our tackles were just getting destroyed right on given plays and and they felt like well you know what we don't need to send blitzes i mean we'll send one on occasion just to mix it up a little bit well, but in
1: the beginning they were sending a lot
0: oh well that's you know that's a whole other story and i mean you know until you know until tua is able to recognize that there's a safety or a corner or a linebacker Lined up right outside of their defensive end or their edge player, and realizes that they've got an extra guy at the line of scrimmage, then, you know, they're going to, teams are going to continue to defend them that way. It's just that simple. I mean, you know, he, they, their strategy, which is a strategy that I thought was very smart, you know, in regard to, um, you know, their defensive coordinator and how to defend us. I mean, when you looked at the early plays in the game when Tua was in, they had like 10 guys in the box and they had a safety playing high and that's how they were defending us and they were just throwing everything at him. it was
1: their version of our Amoeba defense.
0: (laughs) Exactly, right. And, you know, until, you know, he recognizes that and, you know, maybe just throws some quick fades or back shoulder passes and starts burning them, in those situations, then that's how every team is going to defend them. And um, we talked about it yep. uh, on the preview show that if Buffalo's smart, this is exactly what they're going to do. And that's exactly how they came out. And um, you and know that's how a- the Raiders
1: will come out next week.
0: The Raiders, well, yeah, if two is on the field. I think if Brissette, and I don't expect well, to see. Well, you know,
1: Lewis, a report just came out uh, okay. right before we started recording. Uh, Alan Pupar, uh, reported that, um, his injury is not serious. They did test this morning. There is no structural damage. So it's basically bruised ribs Yep, and it's just going to be a matter of what his pain tolerance is. Last night he was in severe pain. Right. So how does that heal over, you know, between now and Sunday and, and can he, you know, withstand the, uh, whatever pain remains at that point. So we'll see. I mean, it's possible he plays.
0: Listen, you know, in regard to bruised ribs, I've had them, Mike, Uh and they lingered for weeks, I mean weeks, and I wasn't throwing footballs in the NFL, so I would expect, without a doubt, Brissett at least playing this week. Now, two weeks from now, you know, he's a young guy, he can probably heal pretty quickly, but... I wouldn't expect Tua to be out there um, next week. No, so, you're probably right. You know, I think he's going to have at least a week off. Um, and it is it is a positive that there's no broken ribs and no structural damage, no cartilage
1: damage, no or cartilage any
0: of that. damage, none of that. So that is a positive. But you know, when you're throwing footballs, you know, you're using you know that part of your body quite a bit, and uh, you know it. It it can't be it it can't be a good thing. So I would expect Brissett to play this week, and I think that if that in fact is the case, then Buffalo's probably got to do something. I mean, the uh, the Raiders have got to do something a little bit different because. Brissett, you know, he's a big guy, and he can create plays down the field. I mean, they're definitely going to challenge our our offensive line. I mean, they saw what took place this week, and they may just very well send a four-man rush and say, hey, our guys are going to be able to beat your guys. I mean, we're not even worried about sending blitzes because your offensive line, your tackles at least, are not very good, and we're going to burn them all day long. So we'll see how they defend us. That's a whole other show. That's Wednesday, but um, – you know, with all that being said, we got a little bit sidetracked here. Buffalo had a great game plan. You know, our defense, as you mentioned, played extremely well. I was very pleased with, with you know, at times how they played. I thought that X-Man did a great job on digs. He had a a, a big catch down the sideline when the game was pretty much already
1: over. I think he uh, gave up three receptions.
0: Yeah, and, and you know what, Mike? When I looked at Josh Allen's numbers— Like almost at halftime, he had like 55 yards passing. Yeah. I mean, you'll
1: take that, won't you?
0: They were doing an outstanding job on him. And, um, you know, it gets to a point where, you know, you got to sit here and you got to say, hey, offense. And this was our concern from the beginning. You guys got to contribute here. I mean, we're keeping us around. At halftime, it's 14 nothing even a couple of field goals on those drives. and they're
1: getting the ball to start the third quarter. Exactly. And, and you know, your, your mindset has to be, well, if we stop them and, and drive it down the field, we can get back in the game.
0: Yep. Exactly. You know what
1: happened?
0: It was nothing. I mean, we had opportunity after opportunity. Um, well, I, you know, I
1: believe they came out and scored on the first possession of the third quarter, didn't they?
0: Yes, they did. They went right up the field, and yep. it was twenty-one nothing at that point. And yep. then you're thinking, you know what, this game is getting pretty, out of hand quick. Pre- pretty much over. Yeah, yep. at that point, you're saying, "How are we going to get twenty-one points with with the way our offensive line is playing and with the way our receivers are playing? It just wasn't going to happen. Exactly. I mean, so you know, you look at it as a whole and you say to yourself. You had opportunities. Even if we came away when we were in their red zone two or three times with a couple of field goals, and you go into the half 14-6, you're feeling pretty good about it. Okay, it wasn't a great half. They scored on their very first, you know, their, their second play of the game. But you know what? We're in this. We're, we're a score behind. But, you know, the offense just did not contribute in any way, shape, or form. And, uh, you know, it was very frustrating.
1: That's a word. it was very frustrating it was maddening really um it was it was hard to watch that game and not get upset
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely you know i I,
1: I saw Xavier howard came to play yeah and that makes you feel good right but there are other guys that you didn't see and uh i'm not going to go through the list but You know, there are guys that simply have to play better on both sides of the ball. I mean, obviously, the linemen on offense are a weakness and a liability right now. Uh, So they've got to figure something out there. I don't think you're going to pick up a lineman off of waivers right now. that's going to be, you know, efficient. So I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to have to figure out a way to make it work with the people that they have on the roster and maybe, you know, one pickup off of wherever, you know, waiver wire or street free agent or whatever. But gosh, you know, you just can't win if you can't block, you know. It's a, it's a fundamental part of football, and you've got to be able to do it.
0: Mike, you know, the the decisions that we made, we now have to live with because you're absolutely right. You're not going to get an offensive lineman at this point from anybody, you know, in the league. Uh, it's not going to happen.
1: Right. They don't let them go. And if they do let them go, it's it's like us letting go of Tunsil. They're going to want a lot in return. Lewis, one of the things I wanted to mention about yesterday's game that we sort of glossed over earlier is the red zone efficiency. Um, the Bills got into our red zone four times and scored four times. That was something that we did successfully against the Patriots that fell apart against uh, Buffalo. You got to do better than that on defense, and on offense, we got in there three times and, and did not score. So, needless to say, you got to do better on offense. But uh, that's how you get thirty-five nothing. I mean, that's how it happens. You know, you you don't take advantage of your opportunities, and the other team is able to.
0: Hmm. Yep. Exactly. And uh, you know that's you know that that's a problem. But you know, again, you're looking at one of the best offenses in football. And when they're in that red zone, they have playmakers. Uh, yep. Josh Allen, you know, right, for, you know, right off like jump you street. Like you said,
1: yes. He, scroll, he rolled to the right and uh, extended the play and threw back across to the middle of the field, which you're really not supposed to do. And uh, he scored.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, you look at that, you know, you've got him, you've got Diggs, who's one of the best wide receivers in the game, and it opens up everything else for you, you know, the, the tight end. I mean, he's an afterthought, right? Knox, he caught a touchdown right. pass in the game. I mean, you're not even thinking about him when they have Emmanuel Sanders and and guys like that on the field in front of him. You know, you're thinking Knox is is probably his fourth option, right? So, you know, and, and he winds up scoring a touchdown. But that's what that that's what these these offenses do. I mean, they're you know, Josh Allen's been playing at a very high level for a while now. And you had to expect that. And if you're if you're going to give them opportunities to make those plays over and over again, eventually, you know, you're not going to be able to stop them over and over again. It just doesn't happen. You know, right. it's that simple. You know, especially with the way you're allowed to play defense these days. You know, you can't. You know, we saw penalties yesterday that were questionable once again. And but. And it always favors the offense, so to speak, the quarterback, you know, the hits on them, so on and so forth. I mean, there's things you just can't, you know. You that can't hit avoid. on
1: Tua might have drawn a flag <laughs> if somebody else had been in charge. Possibly. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it was. It, it looked was a pr- like
0: a clean hit. I mean, it was a hard hit, but it looked like a clean hit, you know? I mean, Well,
1: the, the, what I'm talking about is the way the guy landed on him, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Would it have helped us? You're supposed to try and roll off, and I didn't see any effort of you know for him to try and do that. He did, in in fairness, he did try not to put his entire weight on him because he had his hands, you know, land first on the ground. But right. He's he still landed on top of Tua.
0: Yes. Uh, he did. You
1: know, if had he had he tried to you know just take his weight to the side, it might not have been as bad, and we mm-hmm. wouldn't have a quarterback with uh, hurt ribs.
0: Yep, exactly. I mean, it may, Mike. You know what? They may have did two or a favor yesterday, and I know that's you know that sounds yeah, funny that sounds about way, but um, it would have been a lot, a lot more the same. You know, um, you know. I mean, the but thing you, is- you
1: want to see him handle adversity. You know, you want to see him be in that situation because that's how he's gonna grow. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna grow sitting on the sideline or in the, you know, blue tents hurting with hurt ribs.
0: Exactly. You can't you're not gonna see it. I mean, Mike, you know, we we've talked about this until we're you know, we and we can talk about it until we're blue in the face. We've talked about this over and over again. The philosophy. Yep. If in regard to what the organization did, just to me never made sense and um you know, I think, you know, you, you felt the same way. I mean, you went about this. You went, at, you went ahead and you drafted a luxury player in the first round this year, okay? Um, not a necessity player. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, we need playmakers. There's no question about it. But you went out and you signed Fuller. You had Albert Wilson coming back. He didn't play well yesterday, but you had a little bit of depth at wide receiver. And you were just inept Across the offensive line Um, and you knew it I mean we're not in practice every day so we don't know what's going on we have no idea what's going on but I can assure you that when we watch a football game on a given Sunday that Austin Jackson is a problem and Jesse Davis is not far behind so you know with that being said You had an opportunity to draft one of the best tackles that's come out of college football in years and you passed on him and you passed on him for what I call a luxury a luxury pick. Yep. If we were in a position to where you know what we need a playmaker and we we've got a good offensive line and we we are stable at other positions. We we have we have the op- we have the luxury of doing this sort of thing. You know, drafting and he's a slot receiver, Mike. I mean, granted, he's a very good football player and I'm not going to knock him. I think he's going to be an extremely good football player. But that's a luxury pick right there. I mean, we needed a stable anchor on that offensive line, period. And we passed on it. And the whole philosophy behind what they did is, is just mind-boggling to me. Okay, now let's go to the second pick that we had this past year. You drafted Phillips. Well, if Phillips is going to be a similar player, player to Van Ginkle, then what was the purpose of doing that? You know, maybe you get your playmaker there. You know, Devontae Smith was still on the board. You know, there were other receivers on the board that probably made more sense. Personally, you know, I talked about this. Najee Harris would have been the guy. That takes a lot of pressure off a tour when you've got a great tackle and a running back in the backfield that you can run the ball with, right?
1: You just have to look at Tannehill and Henry, you know, what does Henry do for Tannehill?
0: Absolutely. And I mean, that that was the philosophy I felt, and I think you're on the same page or you were on the same page with this. That's the route they should have went. Because if you've got a Van Genkel who played extremely well last year and through two games this year, he's playing pretty well once again, you're drafting a guy that plays a similar position or is going to be used in a similar way, and he's going to be playing 18 – he's on the field for 18 plays when he's supposed to be a pass rusher against a team that passes, which I I mean, I think they pass 90% of the time. If there's a guy that you want on the field, it's your young pass rusher in that situation. And he was on the field for 18 plays, so – you know the philosophies involved oh, well, here just
1: in, in their defense you know van ginkel had an elite grade yesterday uh, of 91. right he's and, one of our uh, better players mike yeah, in coverage his grade was 94. right and uh in in uh, pass rush it was 70.9 mm-hmm. uh, now when you go down and look at phillips his best grade was tackling, which was seventy-two. But if you look at his uh, overall grade, it's sixty-four-two. His uh, run grade was sixty-two-three. His pass rush was sixty-one. Right. So, and his coverage was sixty. He probably didn't. He probably didn't end up in coverage. That's an average zero grade, basically, for PFF right. the way they use it. So. You know, I mean, look, uh, Phillips is probably going to be a good player as well. Um, I don't have any reason to doubt him, but they've got Van Ginkle, who they had last year, and knew what he was, you know.
0: Coming into this stream. Yeah, just,
1: you know, why are you doubling down on a right outside linebacker? That's my question. You know, why do you do that? Uh, Maybe they have a reason, but I'd love to know it
0: right i I would too I mean, I don't know what their thought process was, and then the thing that burns you even more, Mike is the fact, and I hate comparing guys, but you know it it's there for you to see you've got Rousseau, the other defensive end playing extremely well for Buffalo, you know he was all over our quarterbacks yep. yesterday, and um he's shining, and he was drafted after our guy was drafted, so you know when you're looking at this and you're you know you're just shaking your head, you got to question. You know, let's let's not even get started on the fact that Igbenogany was was not even active yesterday. Okay, in, in the second in, week in a row, second week in a row, you've got a number one draft pick who wasn't even active against a team. That is going to pass the ball once again, as I mentioned, ninety percent of the time. I mean, if anything, you'd want extra defensive backs on the field. God forbid somebody gets hurt. This guy's not even capable of being he's he's a healthy scratch. I mean, you know, you just sit here and and you wonder why we lose thirty-five to nothing. You know, Wilkins, another number one draft pick. I don't think I heard his name called once yesterday.
1: Not once. His tackling grade yesterday was twenty-seven point six. I mean, you know, overall it, he had a decent game. Though his pass rush was better. He had a seventy-five pass rush. So, right. You know, I mean, he he was getting after the quarterback a little bit, but he's got to tackle.
0: He's got to tackle. He's, he's got to get to the damn you know, quarterback, yeah. Mike. I mean, you know, guys can get pressured all day, but if he's throwing a you know a thirty-yard pass down the field for a completion. And, yeah, okay, he pressured him, but, yeah, but what was the outcome of the play, you know? And I get it. You know, the pressures are important. There's no question
1: about he, it. But, he did have a batted pass, too.
0: But the sacks are more important. Yep. You follow what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, of course. you know, you had Cameron Wake, you know, he pressured guys, but he finished the job. Jason Taylor, you know, these type of guys, you know, they they finish what they started. Um, you know, pressure is a great thing. There's no question about it. But sacks are sacks are just vital, and uh, you know, making plays and stuffing runs. I mean, you know, that first play to Singletary. You know, all of those guys, all eleven guys, including Wilkins, are responsible for that. You know, for that play to to, to unravel, and and we're down seven nothing right off the bat. It's a team effort. But you know what I'm getting at is that. You know Austin Jackson. We already touched on. To me, right now, you know he, he's not a good football player. Period. He grades out terribly low week in and week out. And you don't even have to look at grades or no or, you or anything. You all, all you, you have, have to do, to do is watch the
1: quarterback running.
0: <laughs> you got to watch the football game. I mean, I saw plays where. That defensive end just tossed him aside like it was nothing. I mean, not even three seconds to throw a football in the NFL. And I mean, you know they're pass rushing. You know they're you know the guy in front of you, you got a block and you're still not able to do it as a number one draft pick. I mean, you know, I hate picking on these guys, Mike, but you know. And it's only one game, but this this is not just one game. I mean, the whole Austin Jackson thing last year, he didn't play well. He didn't play last week. His first game this year was not a very good game. Uh, Igbenogony is a whole other different story. I mean, it you know, it it's like these guys, you know, our draft picks – you look around the league and you see all these other guys being so productive and it, it's just frustrating. It really is.
1: You know Well, you know, Flores said it himself in the off season when he said, you know, these first round picks are gonna be who we build around. Yeah. I mean and, I, and if that's true, we may be in trouble.
0: We're in big trouble, Mike. I mean, you know, plain and plain and simple and you know, I know people are gonna be like, Oh, come on, you know, it's you know, it's one game, but this isn't through one game. I, well, mean, I You know, I don't want to
1: throw in the towel on the season because, no. you know, stranger things have happened, you know. Yes. The line could come together, you know, in week 4 or week 5 and and they could make a run. Right. So, you know, I don't want to say, you know, the the sky is falling, but uh it doesn't look like much is going to change.
0: No. You you know, in the, in today's NFL, Mike, it's it's a you know, it's a now, now, now. I mean, we never years ago saw quarterbacks right, right off the bat be thrown in the football games. You're seeing Trevor Lawrence, all these guys, right. that were drafted this trial year, trial by fire, and last year, trial by fire, and it goes, it goes that way. Now, the quarterback is the most difficult position to play in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned. But
1: when you're, I think it's the toughest position in sports to play.
0: It, you're probably right, um, but the bottom line is, is that when you've got guys that you're drafting and they have they have a little bit th- th- their job is to do something and they're not doing it and they're not doing they're doing it at a very very low level then then there's a problem because like you said you're building around these guys but I mean are you comfortable you know, with building your offensive line around Austin Jackson at left tackle, absolutely
1: well, not. Well, it goes beyond that. We saw Brandon Jones yesterday. Were you impressed with his play? No, I mean, not. <laughs> you know, not- so it's not just the first round picks. There's other guys that we've invested in, right? That uh, you know may not be here long term.
0: You talk all the time, Mike, about you know, the 50 hitting on 50% and, you know, and I, I feel that hitting on 50% is when you get into the second and third and fourth and fifth round, that's when I feel that that should come into play. Because if you look back at some of our, I
1: look at it in totality, Lou, you know, if you have 10 picks, you should have five players out of that.
0: Well, yes, they're, they're, right, they're, that, that becomes solid football players. But right. we're to, I'm talking about our later picks, and we've done well. I mean, Dieter's now our starting center. So in 2019, he was our third-round pick. Van Ginkel is a great player. He was our fifth-round pick. And Miles Gaskin was a, a seventh-round right. pick. So we hit on some guys in the 2019 draft, right? Yep. In the 2020 draft... You had Tua, Jackson, Igbenogy. Three number one picks right now. I you know, to be honest with you, I mean, I'll throw Tua in there as well. You compare him to some of the other quarterbacks in the league. And I know he doesn't have an offensive line, but just by looking at his physical attributes and everything, you know, he doesn't have that power arm. He doesn't have that scrambling mobility. Um, you know, I watched the game last night with Lamar Jackson. The guy's exceptional. I don't like him as a quarterback, but he's a talent. He's able to create, um, you know, with his legs. And then his arm is, you know, just a, an afterthought. Uh, Josh Allen we watched yesterday play. You look at Kyle Murray. You look at Deshaun Watson, who's not playing right now. But those guys have ability. Now, when you look at Tua, he doesn't have that same scrambling ability. Um, does he have? What that,
1: does he have is really the question.
0: Da, exact? Does he have that power arm like a like a like an uh, like an Herbert? You know, Herbert over in San Diego, or Josh Allen? Getting back to him, does he have that? No. What he has is he's a technician. And right now, if you're not figuring out defenses and that's supposed to be your strength, then we've got an issue with him as well going forward. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people that are going to defend him. But, you know, realistically right now, you know, his his physical attributes in the NFL are are, and, and he's a small guy. He got hurt yesterday. I mean, you know, he got hit. He got obliterated. Yes, I get that. But going forward, The guy's not going to get any bigger in size. He's a small guy playing in the NFL. So, is this going to be something that's a continuous problem? And, you know, so we start off with the organization making these draft picks, and then you follow up with with your philosophy on drafting a slot wide receiver instead of somebody that can absolutely protect this guy. And, you know, all the way around you're frustrated and, you know, it's the decision-making with this organization. That's a problem altogether. It's not only the draft picks, Mike, but it's also the philosophy involved with with how they've approached this. Um, you know, we talked about this two years ago, um, the both of us, and I was fine with drafting five friggin' offensive linemen with 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 the with th- two picks one year and three picks the next year and calling it a day. You got five number ones there across the offensive but line. You, you just hit throw them out there. You have to hit that, on them. That's exactly. the thing. Right. And, you
1: know.
0: And they're not. Right. They're, they're not. I mean, you know, plain and simply, they are not. And, um, you know, there there was so much talent still on the board with some of these guys that were drafted. And if you went a different route, and you know, listen, well, hindsight, 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 is is, hindsight. It is. But at some point we year in and year out, you know, it, it just gets frustrating. And, you know, I, I said it before, I'll say it again. I mean, if this season goes in the direction that that it went yesterday, then you know I think Greer is going to be on the hot spot. You know Flores, I think
1: is with what he's had his share of uh, blunders too, and I, I think that uh, uh, the dual offensive coordinators is questionable. Uh-huh. Um, the amount of line coaches he's gone through in in three years is questionable. Right. So I mean, there are things you can you can say about Flores that are not positive. Right, um, but I, I think we need to see more. I think we need you know to to obviously finish out the season and, and hopefully they turn it around. Uh, hopefully, you know the the dual coordinators works and and he looks like a genius at the end of the season. That's the hope, and that's you know that as a fan, that's what you want to happen. You want to see them succeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I, I have concerns.
0: I yeah, I do too to an extent. I think that. And I'd love to know this, Mike, because I really don't know what the organization does in regard to making decisions with personnel. I don't know if it's only Flores that's making the decisions in regard to, to bringing the personnel in that they're bringing in. Well, they but, say it's collaborative. Right. And uh, so it's a group effort. So, right. you know, yeah, you can say Flores is is somewhat responsible in regard to that as well. Yeah. Um, You know, the input in regard to these draft picks, um, you know, I would think that he has input in that as well. But, um, you know, I would
1: think he probably has input and Greer probably has final say.
0: Right. The scouting department is failing us, Mike. I will say this, they are failing us in regard to our high draft picks. Um, They've done a pretty decent job. I mean, you look at last year's draft, right? You you got Tua, you got Jackson, Igbenogany, and then you had Hunt and Raquan Davis and Brandon Jones, right? Those those, right. those are pretty much the top guys, you know. Hunt, I think, is doing a pretty solid job. Raquan Davis was very solid. Uh, Jones, you know, it, 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 the, the jury's still out on him. But the the first the Hunt
1: and Jones have been mediocre.
0: Yes, and and Raquan was very good too.
1: Raekwon has been good and it's unfortunate that he's hurt. Yes. Um but uh he looks like he's going to be a player, you know, he's gotta improve, but he's he's he looks like he's going to be a player.
0: The first the first round picks have been the issue over the last few years and um they've got it they've got to do better. They've got to do better. I mean, Mike, we had opportunities yesterday, um, over and over again. Uh, you know, getting back to the comment in regard to the coordinators. And um I saw some comments on the page in regard to um them helping protect Tua. Well, you know, when the With offense what? <laughs> i i i don't know i mean extra tight end staying in we we went that route uh-huh. um you know to where we we had two guys out in um in uh pass routes and that failed us and there comes a point where guys just have to do the job it's that simple
1: that's how and, i look at
0: it you know we saw blitzes where guys were lined up i i watched a play specifically yesterday to where Jesse Davis decided to double up on the guy inside and let the outside linebacker, Milano, um, rush right in. I mean, that that's something that as a veteran, you got to understand that there's a guy lined up to the outside. You've got to worry about the guy coming from the outside directly at your quarterback and not double up on an inside guy, which is what he did yesterday on one of the sacks. I mean... You know it you you can't you can't blame a coordinator for that. You just can't do it. I mean, these guys on the field have to understand what they have to do in situations. and yesterday it was just a cluster it was it was horrible. and uh, you know man to man pass blocking, you know you're getting annihilated in that aspect too. so You know, it is what it is. Um, You know, hopefully they improve going in the next week. They're going to have to because the Raiders look like the real deal. They beat a Pittsburgh team yesterday. You know, I guess we're coming back on Wednesday and we'll preview that game. But uh, you know, they're gonna have their hands full. They've got to get a lot done in a very short very short time, and hopefully they can improve on what they did last week because we don't want to see any more of this. That's I sure. don't
1: think they're as bad as they as they looked yesterday. No. I just don't. I don't think that's the case. I just think that B- Buffalo is a bad matchup for them right now and, and has been for some time. Yep. Uh, so they've got to figure out a way around that. And that may take a little while, they
0: but, do it. uh,
1: yep. they're not going to get where they want to go until they figure out how to beat the Buffalo bills. Agreed. That's the situation guys. Um, we will be back Wednesday and and we'll preview uh, the Raider game and, uh, Lou, thanks for joining me this morning.
0: Uh, you're very welcome. It was tough, Mike. It was it tough. It was tough. But we got it, it done. We got it it done. was
1: tough. And, uh. You know, it, it'll get easier as the days go on. You know, Wednesday, I'm sure we'll look forward to the Raiders. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the fin Fans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network.